Hey sister, I'm excited to chat with you today about what Jesus has just really been reinforcing to me this week. It's a simple, simple invitation of let me be with you. Because the truth is he really wants to be with us in all things. The little, the big, the everyday, the monotonous, the joyful, the hard, the painful. Nothing is too small or insignificant for him because he cares about every single one of those details. So that's what we're going to talk about today, what that looks and feels like, and just some examples, how we can really invite him in, in this way, and really more accept his invitation for us to receive him and for him to receive us. Because I think it's so easy and natural and it's just the way the world works, right? Compartmentalizing all these different areas of our life. And maybe we are used to reserving our time with Jesus as our prayer time for the day or, you know, church on Sunday. And it's really easy for us to kind of forget about God and letting him into all the things, you know, when we're at work and when we're changing the millionth diaper of the day or when we're, you know, waking up for the fifth time at night nursing our baby. And, you know, all of those little and big things of our everyday life, but he wants to be with us in all of them and he cares about all those details. That's what we're going to dive into today, the heart posture that we can have of that receptivity towards the Lord and how much more beautiful and fulfilling and joyful and meaningful life is when we just do everything that we do, trying to let it be in and through and with and for God. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood in uniform, with so many expectations of performing your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the Army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the whole in the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're going to find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So this past week and a half or so has been challenging, to say the least. We got hit by a really bad stomach bug. And Thursday night, in the middle of the night, about 12.30, I woke up and immediately threw up. And I just felt this really intense pain and cramping, just in my stomach and... I proceeded to vomit about 10 times in the next couple hours and it was so intense and I wasn't able to, you know, I, I really didn't even have a break from it, but it also was accompanied by all of the stomach pain that wasn't relieved with each of the times throwing up, which was 
concerning to me and being in the first trimester of pregnancy I was I was just really worried if our baby was okay and so I called over to labor and delivery and just so I could talk to a nurse and get some advice and she was like honestly I think it's better to come into the ER because you're you're going to be so dehydrated that throwing up that many times in that short period of time you need to get some fluids in you so we'll probably give you IV fluids and we can check on baby and everything so I was like okay so I drove myself over to the ER in the middle of the night about it was like two in the morning. I had a, I know this is detailed, but I had a bowl just sitting on my lap. I threw up in the middle of the highway. Like it, it was so rough, but I wanted to keep my husband home with the kids so that they didn't have to wake up in the middle of the night. And, oh man, I got there safely. It was, it was horrible for a number of hours. And they finally were able to give me some nausea medication, which helped a lot. And I got the IV fluid. So I got some fluids back in my system because I wasn't able to keep any water down or anything for um, most of the middle of the night and they finally released me in the morning when everything was okay. We did an ultrasound, baby was good, I was so incredibly relieved, but it was scary. It was, it, there were a lot of low moments obviously where I just, I felt so incredibly vulnerable and so afraid and it was really easy to just be like, when is this going to end, you know, and just there's so much humility when you're just crippled by being sick or you know some other form of pain or weakness or whatever it is it just sucks it brings you completely to your knees and so that's what that whole night was all the way through so Friday I was just like completely in bed my almost two and a half year old is still nursing throughout the night and very reliant on me um, for comfort to go back to, down to sleep and everything but my husband was able to take him and my older son and just be with them through the night so I could get rest because I was still I was still really nauseous throughout the whole day and just recovering from all of it. On Saturday, of course, my almost five-year-old comes down with the same thing. And then on Sunday night, middle of the night also, my little guy starts throwing up and it was it was just such a rough period of about a week. I stayed home with them Monday and Tuesday and was just on nonstop. And my husband had to go back into the field. He was actually working through the whole weekend, pretty much. Um, and so it was just, I was really on my own with them and had to be just so hands-on taking care of them. And they, you know, when you're that sick and you're this little, you just, there's only so much you can do. And I am pretty sure I just nursed my little guy all day long. He would only have mama's milky. That was literally the only thing he could keep down and wanted to eat. And he was just attached to me the whole entire time. And so I was feeling incredibly exhausted in all of that. And coming back into kind of the normal quote unquote routine, I was like, I am not ready to just jump back into everything. Like our home is an absolute mess. You know, we've still got poopy clothes that have like diarrhea all over them. We've got stuff all over the house. That was just like how we survived all being sick for a week. So I was feeling very, very weary from all of that. And like, I don't have anything left, but just grateful for God's grace too. And just giving me the endurance and the patience to kind of bear that trial, which was quite a surrender, you know, surrender of, okay, you know, my own physical ability, which is already feeling more vulnerable in the first trimester and you're always nauseous and exhausted. And then also the surrender of, okay, my own plans and ideas of what this week was going to look like or what this weekend was going to look like. And that was really hard, you know, but um, once I kind of accepted that, I was able to just be able to be present for them and be there for them. And 
try as best as I could to take care of myself in the midst of, of pouring myself out for them in that way. And, you know, I think as mothers, we've all been through those moments and you can feel so incredibly helpless seeing your kids suffering in some way or seeing them struggling and you just want to do what you can to relieve that. But sometimes it's just about just letting it pass and that sucks. It sucks to be in that place. So that's where I was ahead of this prayer. So I just wanted to to share that. That's real life because God wants to meet us there too. He wants to meet us in the sickness, in the messiness, in all of those poopy diapers or blowout poops, you know, that just don't stay contained by the diaper. And he wants to restore us. And I knew that as I entered Wednesday after all of that, I would need that restoration. And so I was just praying and praying and begging God for that. So I'm going to start with sharing my prayer. I said, Lord, restore my weary heart and soul today. I know you can renew my mind, bring peace in all the places I'm feeling anxious or overwhelmed or afraid. Give me rest in your arms. Carry me because I don't know if I have the strength to keep going with some of these things you've called me to, Lord. Teach me how to let you be my strength and know that it's okay to feel weak in this world that tells us we have to be strong and hold it all together and keep up with an inhumane pace. Let me hear and listen to your voice, Lord. You know all that there is to do, all that's on my heart, even more than I do. And, you know, it was, it was also really hard for me to set certain boundaries on Monday and Tuesday of, of, of saying, no, I can't do any work. I'm not going to be available during this time. I have to be present for the kids. I'm not going to be able to show up to any calls. I'm just going to have to be detached and disengaged from it. And, you know, a big part of me really, really struggled with that boundary. And, you know, this will be a topic for another conversation, but I brought that to the Lord and I was like, I feel like I did something wrong in choosing my family the last couple of days. Because he wants, he wants to meet us exactly where we're at, whatever we're struggling with. You know, it could be something that feels really big. It could be something that feels like silly or stupid, but none of it is too silly or stupid for him. Seriously, none of it is too insignificant. And he just wants to speak truth and encouragement into our hearts. Jesus said, you did nothing wrong. You were so good. Megan, you did exactly what I asked of you. And I know it was hard. And... Other people may not understand, and that is okay. You can do things differently. You can choose your family and put them first, and it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but it's possible. So that was very affirming, and it's still uncomfortable learning to set these boundaries and really honor my priorities in those ways when it comes with a cost, you know, sometimes reputationally or, you know, in having to now catch up after a lot of work that I wasn't able to get to and all those things, but... It also feels good to know when you're truly making those decisions in accordance with your values and then being okay with accepting that cost that comes with it sometimes. So yeah, the Lord just met me and I, I had several pages of prayer journal before this, but Jesus was just like, I am here. I'm here and I love you and I love your beautiful heart. I love you not because of all of these things that you do, Megan, because I was, you know, just talking about all these things that I like, I feel so behind on. I feel like I need to catch up on. I got to, you know, I feel overwhelmed by, I feel stressed out by, I feel, you know, all of these things I should be doing. And he's like, it's, I don't love you because of all of that. I don't love you because of all these things that you do. I love you because you are mine. So I just have to share that because I think every single one of us needs to hear that. Every single one of us needs to be reminded that 
we're not loved, we're not valuable in the eyes of the Lord based on the things that the world sees as valuable. You know, the eyes of the world, yes, we are probably more valuable if we do all these things, right? And so it's so easy to place our identity and our worth in that, but that's not how God sees us. Sometimes that's hard to accept. And so you'll, you'll kind of laugh along with how I responded. I was like, I know you love me. I know you love me, Jesus, right? But what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And he's like, just be with me. Let me be with you, Megan. I was in adoration at the time and he just drew my gaze up to his presence in the Eucharist and Jesus on the cross and the crucifix and he was like, look what I did for you. That is how much I love you. I conquered all of this. It's all overcome. No matter how much you do, you can't earn my love. You don't have to. I know that you feel so much pressure right now. And I want you to be freed from this. I was like, how, Lord? How? And he was like, abide in me. I was like, I want to. And my heart just kind of cried out, never permit me to be separated from you, which is a beautiful part of the spiritual communion prayer. And Jesus was like, your desire for communion with me is so good and so beautiful and so true. And we just continued on the conversation. And, you know, man, it was like, I was like, okay, Lord, I was like, I need the practicals. Like, I need you to tell me what to do. I, I don't know what to do with all these things I feel overwhelmed by. And so I was like, Lord, how do you want me to approach this stuff today? This work stuff. And he was just like, just let me be with you. Don't you think I want to be in all of these details? I care about it all because I care about you. I won't leave you. Pray that I be with you and I will be there. You don't have to know what you're doing or where you're going. I do. I know. Just let me lead. Let me carry this with you, Megan. And I want you to just hear those words from the Lord today with whatever you're carrying, whatever you're like, man, I got to do all these things. I don't even know where to begin. It's way too much. I feel so overwhelmed. I feel so stressed and anxious about all these things. And I never feel like I'm doing enough. No matter how much I try, I'm still falling short and failing and I'm just never measuring up, you know, all those things that you feel like that in. He just wants to be like, yes, I know, love. It makes sense how you're feeling. You've been carrying and holding so much. And it's been really hard. I'm going to be with you in all of it. I am here. I want to be with you right now. I'm not going to leave your side. So that's what he was telling me. And that's what he called me to speak to you today, too. And like tears coming down my face right now as I share this with you because I, I just want you to feel this with every bit of your soul as I felt as the Lord spoke this to me. There is nothing insignificant to him in your life. And nothing is insignificant that we do when it's done in service to God. And there's this beautiful quote from St. John Vianney that says, here's a rule for everyday life. Do not do anything which you cannot offer to God. And today I was just kind of having a, a fun conversation with my best friend. And I was looking for a prayer journal for her while I was out running errands because she's almost through hers. And I was just going to get her a new one if I found a, a really pretty one at this store. 
And she was like, ah, you know, it's so hard for me to keep it as a prayer journal because I end up having lists and brainstorms and all these other things in there too. Probably that's probably why I go through them so fast. And I was like, it's okay. Jesus wants to be in and he cares about all those details too. All the daily life stuff gets to be a form of prayer when it's offered to the Lord. And so I texted her that back and she was like, you know what? I really needed that affirmation because I noticed there was a part of me that was like worried I was doing something wrong, you know, and not keeping this as just exclusively like a prayer journal. And, you know, our Lord asks us to pray always, to pray without ceasing. And when he asked us to do that, he didn't mean for us to constantly be literally in the act of prayer. That is not reasonable one. And, you know, we can't fill our lives with only religious exercises and things. And that's, it's not an expectation that squares with reality. You know, he's given us these responsibilities, you know, many of us as mothers, as wives, you know, we've got jobs or other things that he calls us to do. But it's more so this to live in a state of prayer. And what does that really mean? It, it means that in all things, no matter what it is, we can do it with the purpose of doing it for God, to give glory to him, to always strive to have that intention and aim to direct as much as possible of our life and everything that we give to give it and do it for God. And the truth is we will not do this perfectly, right? Because we often get distracted. We get preoccupied with all of our cares and worries, all the tasks in front of us, our million mile long to-do lists, you know, the urgent needs of our kids, you know, one kid crying, one kid screaming, one kid hanging on us. Like, you know, that's just the reality. Trying to keep up with all these messes in our home, catching up on the mountains of laundry, like piles of mail, overflowing email inboxes. God knows that we're going to forget about him often when we're doing all those things and we're trying to just handle, you know, all the demands from all the directions. Even if our hearts do desire to always have that intention of directing everything to him, we're going to fall and fail at that over and over again, right? But I think that journey of, of trying to continually redirect our gaze to him and not lose sight of why any of this matters, that's the call, right? And he receives us so lovingly and mercifully when, you know, we forget, <laughs> forget about him or we kind of compartmentalize him and, and, and give him this space and time, but, you know, forget to invite him in or bring him in to other things. He always is ready to receive us and to, he wants to be with us in all of it. Sometimes we just have to let him in when he's knocking on that door of our hearts. You know, he always rejoices when we return to him. And when we, you know, kind of, we like, ah, yes, I have been trying to do all of this with my own strength and I forgot that you want to be with me and that you want to help me in this. So let me, let you help me. <laughs> he rejoices in that so much, just as, you know, he does with whenever we go astray, right? Because oftentimes we're his lost sheep and he's the good shepherd and he just loves us that much. So there are so many parts of our lives, right? Our daily life as Mothers especially that go unseen. We feel so unseen and unheard or underappreciated and overlooked in so many of the things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis for our families or for our home or for others, for our work, right? Maybe it's those middle-of-the-night nursing sessions when it's literally just you and your baby and the rest of the you know your house and the world is asleep or all those dirty diapers that you change. <laughs> that feel very thankless, all the ways that your body changes through pregnancy and postpartum, 
and all those sacrifices of motherhood, all the meals that you make for your family, every piece of laundry that you fold, all the tasks that you do in work, every email that you send, every meeting that you sit in that sometimes like make you feel like you're banging your head against the wall. He wants to be in literally every single one of those things. And he is in every single one of those things if we allow him to be. He delights in every single one of those details of your life. And there's, there's really nothing that's too small or too trivial for him. And he wants you to know that he's with you. He is with you right here, right now, no matter what it is that you're doing. And he also wants to see and affirm you and allow you to feel really known and seen and deeply loved in all those spaces that you know, the world doesn't see you, that you don't get the pats on the back for, right? That you don't receive the external validation from all those details. He wants to love you in every single part and piece of your story. He wants to just slow down and for you to slow down enough so that he can love all those parts of you. He doesn't ask for more than you have right now. He just invites you to come to him to let him in, to let him come be with you exactly as you are, wherever you are. And maybe sometimes it means, okay, we're going to be falling into his embrace. (laughs) Maybe it means taking his hand so he can walk with us in the next step and guide us wherever that path is. Or maybe it's even letting him carry us in his arms when we don't have the strength to walk at all. And something beautiful I want to share with you is something that my best friend shared with me that Jesus told her is I want to wake up with you and go to sleep with you. I am here right now in all the things that you do and all the pain and all of the joys. Tell me in the morning that you want me with you and you will feel my presence. I will not turn away from you or abandon you. And this was where I was last night. I had a really hard day yesterday and a long day. And there was a lot I was dealing with internally and kind of battling mentally and emotionally. And I I was struggling. I was struggling in the evening. I was just purely exhausted physically and in every single way. And I was just like, I feel like I need to cry. And as I'm talking to my best friend, I was just sharing this. And I then I was just like, okay, let me just be brutally honest with Jesus. And I didn't even know I was feeling this until I just let it out. What was in my heart straight to him. And I was at this time, I was kind of feeling my head like spinning and I was getting hotter and hotter. And I was like, this headache was coming on. My mind was just racing a million miles an hour. And I was so tired. I was kind of pissed and I was just frustrated and discouraged and overwhelmed. And I like cried out to Jesus. I was like, I thought you said you'd be with me because he, you know, he told me that, like I said earlier this week, multiple times, (laughs) I just, I just cried out like a little child, you know, throwing a tantrum to the Lord in my heart. And he just said to me very calmly and lovingly, I am with you. And I was like, then why do I feel so shitty? And he he was like, I know it was a hard day. And I just cried out again. I feel like you abandoned me. I don't know how I'm going to do this. It all just feels like too much. And he's just seeing me and consoling me, just like, I know, love, I'm here. I never left your side. And so then, like, the tears are starting to come more, you know, and I was just 
as best as I could, letting Jesus be with me and hold me in it, you know? And I was like, I told my friend, I was like, I hate feeling this, like all of these really crappy emotions and feeling so disoriented and feeling frustrated and feeling there's just all this yucky stuff and like my head spinning. And I mean, all the stuff, you know, and she was like, I know. And Megan, just by being here with this and accepting Jesus's love here, you're allowing whatever needs to be healed or integrated to be done. And I want to just read you one more piece of my journal from this morning, early this morning, as I woke up, I was still feeling like the lingering effects of all of this. I just wrote last night, my head and world felt like it was all spinning. I was just trying to be present to this, to what I was feeling, to what was happening within me without feeling like it had to be fixed or changed or resolved or figured all out. I want you to be with me, Jesus. I want to receive you in all of your love and mercy and grace and all of that supernatural strength you do want to give me through this, right in the middle of my weakness and vulnerability and pain, the grace you want to give me to surrender to your will. I know we're in this for the long haul, Lord, that healing is going to be lifelong, that none of this happens overnight, and that it's not about ripping out all of the weeds by force, even though such a big part of me, the impatient part of me, wants to. I said, lead me, Lord. Keep me in your protection. Let me keep abandoning myself into your loving, strong arms. Do with me as you will. I am yours. So that's just where I'm at. And that's the invitation I want to give you is just be brutally honest with Jesus because he can handle all of it. He has an infinite capacity to receive you and he wants to receive you just as you are in the messiness, in the brokenness, in all the stuff that feels icky that you don't want to face or feel. You know, he wants to be with you in it. And then he wants to be with you in everything in between. All those tiny details, the beautiful moments, the joyful moments, the things that feel like they're going really well and smooth and feel good and fulfilling and you feel like you're on top of all of it, you know, and then all those parts that you feel like you're failing in. You're like, I can't get my shit together. I just feel like a mess in this. I feel like I'm never going to be enough. I feel like I'm just not measuring up and I'm not worthy or valuable or good enough or whatever it is. Let him be with you in every single one of those places because nothing is too small or insignificant for him. And nothing that we do is meaningless when we give it to God, even if it's just a tiny offering that we have, like, Lord, I've got nothing left, but I'm going to give you what I have because I know you can make something good out of it. You can multiply this measly offering of like, like the loaves and the fish, right? Like you can multiply it. This is what I've got. Please give me your grace so that you can be my strength here when I don't have anything left. Let him be with you and let this just be his voice asking you, will you let me be with you today? I love you, my friend. And I pray that this spoke to your heart and I pray that my vulnerability and, you know, sometimes it's scary opening up about all of these things that are very personal and, and hard that I'm wrestling with. I, I pray that that can be a gift to you because, you know, I want you to know you're not alone in any of these things that you're struggling with internally. We, we go through all of these things as part of just a human experience, like there's a universality of our struggles, you know, and I think the enemy always wants us to feel alone in them and feel ashamed in them and feel embarrassed by them or like something's wrong with us, you know, because that draws us in and it makes us close in and it makes us feel defeated and discouraged. And there's so much 
darkness that can exist in that. But when we bring it to the light, when we let God in, he just unshames all of it. And he just gives us all of his mercy and grace. And it's like, I love you. I love you as you are. And I want to be with you. And you are my beloved. So let him be with you and let him just show you who you are in his eyes. Okay, until next time, praying for you, my friend, and we'll talk soon.